We are moving at a speed never before seen on Roadmap to Heaven. It is a fast-paced Friday morning here on this May 19th. But what a great day it is. What a great day it is going to be. And troubles, I forgot them. I left them outside the door here today. Let's give thanks to God. Let's give him the day. Let's give him the weekend. Let's give him everything. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all of the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. It is going to be fast this morning because we got a lot to get to in the show. Now, here's the deal. The St. Louis Marian Conference starts today. There's going to be a lot of people praying for you, for the church, for all of us to grow closer to our Lord through the Blessed Mother. That is going to be our mission this weekend is to go through Mary to Jesus and uh, we're going to kick things off with some thoughts on Fatima this morning. We're going to talk about Holy Spirit revival. We're going to talk about the saints and the Blessed Mother. All of that ahead, but first let's go to Mike Roberts. Today is the feast day of St. Ives. Born in France in the mid-13th century, his father was a lord. As a young man, Ives was sent to Paris to study law, but while others his age enjoyed the pleasures of Paris, he was devoted to his faith and helping the poor and oppressed. Ives had a great desire to use his skills to serve those with little or no voice. He studied canon law, eventually became an ecclesiastical judge, and may have joined the Third Order of the Franciscans. Ives was a man of deep faith, prayer, and fasting, and gave generously to the poor. But when necessary, he also defended them in court. One example of his work comes from a story about a poor widow who had allowed two men to stay with her for the night. The next morning, they both left and asked her to keep an eye on a suitcase they said contained a great deal of valuables. Later, one of them came back, asked for the suitcase, and left. When the other returned, he said the first man had stolen the suitcase full of valuables and took the woman to court, demanding he be repaid. Ives defended the woman, found the second man, proved in court they were working together, and that there never were any valuables in that suitcase. He died on this day in 1303. St. Ives, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. A prayer to the Archangel Gabriel. O blessed Archangel Gabriel, we beseech thee, do thou intercede for us at the throne of divine mercy in our present necessities that, as thou didst announce to Mary the mystery of the Incarnation, 
So, through thy prayers and patronage in heaven, we may obtain the benefits of the same, and sing the praise of God forever in the land of the living. Amen. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. Now, every morning, every morning without fail, I say, let's go to Mike Roberts for a check of the weather. And we we do. But as you may have guessed, Mike so graciously records those for us, sends them in so we can play them throughout the day. But today, I'm going to say, let's go to Mike Roberts, not for a check of the weather, but for a check-in with the Blessed Mother. Mike, so good to have you in studio with us today. What an honor to be speaking to you on behalf, on some level, of the Blessed Mother. But Adam, this is such an honor for me, really, to be talking about our Blessed Mother. Well, here we are in the month of May, and and the long-range forecast is that Mary is celebrated all month long. We have our May crownings, our processions, we pray our rosaries, many make their consecration to the Blessed Mother. You bring us every day, without fail, the weather and the saint of the day. I am curious right off the bat, what have you learned about the Blessed Mother in studying these saints? I'm trying to learn humility. I think that's the common denominator between our God, who makes the entire universe as far as you can see and beyond that, as far as we know and beyond our understanding, and then our God makes all of that then our little blue planet, then life on our planet, and then he creates you and I in the image and likeness of him, sends his only son to come and redeem us after we mess it up, and that son comes through one person who has the option of saying yes or no. She says yes and saves all of mankind, and it's a humble journey. Jesus comes to us as a baby. Moses comes to us as a baby. The Blessed Mother, the Immaculate Conception, is conceived by the gift of the Holy Spirit in the womb of St. Anne and comes into the world as a baby. The Mother of God comes to us as a baby, as a little girl, and as a young lady says yes on behalf of all of us. So it's humility. And I am on a journey, I hope, for the rest of my life of divine mercy. St. Faustina directs this, really kept a diary, I think, from heaven directs it. Certainly, I call upon her for wisdom. And one of the things the Blessed Mother tells St. Faustina is there are three things that I ask of you. Humility, humility, humility. I say again, humility, faith and love of God. So it's humility, faith, love of God, but she says humility three times. And so it makes sense, Adam. We cannot fathom any part of our infinite God. We can't fathom his mercy. We cannot fathom his justice. But we also have a hard time fathoming in a very proud world, and sin uh, weighted in pride is the greatest sin, I guess, I know, the humility of a God that would come to us as a baby and then return to us in the form of the Eucharist. So I just, I'm trying to be um, humble. (laughs) My favorite story about the Blessed Mother, I guess I'd have to put it as my third, because of course the Nativity is the first and the birth of Jesus the second, but boy, I just love the story of the wedding at Cana because it's it's such a great multi-level story, isn't it? I mean, first of all, it's a 
a typical mom and her son, you know, they have no more wine. Well, what concern of this is is mine. My hour has not yet come. And she doesn't even acknowledge that he said anything. She just talks to the waiter and says, do whatever he tells you. So the presumption is, first of all, that he's going to do it. Secondly, she knows he can do this miraculous thing because she must have seen things before. I, I guess that's a supposition on my part, but I think it's fair. And then here's the thing that, that actually I think takes us into the deep water there, Adam, and that is, okay, so as we said before, God creates the whole universe, life, our planet, which he also created. Then we screw it up. His son comes to redeem us. This is a very big plan. Now Jesus, at the age of 30, is going to start his public ministry. But it's the blessed mother who pushes the green start button. Amazing, you know? I know. We, we were talking about this recently that, you know, it's mom for you. Mom <laughs> says, You're gonna, are you, are you going to vacuum the living room? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I know there are two possible answers, but only one of them is the correct answer. Um, that, that's how moms work. Mike, you know, one thing, I, I know you have spent a lifetime studying patterns, but when you were, uh, before you went to Ascension, you were a meteorologist, you studied the jet stream and, and the temperatures and this pattern and the rainfall. Do you notice any patterns with how the Blessed Mother has appeared over the centuries when, when she's appeared to us? Take you right back to that same word, Adam. It's humility. You know, God comes to us always fully through humility. I mean, how does he send Moses to us in a wicker basket floating down the Nile? How does he send his son to us? Who could come anytime under any circumstances? Our current culture would tell us it should be something really grand. And I'm, so, I'm sure the current culture always thought that, but not becomes as a baby born in a manger and what we call poverty. It's certainly humility, isn't it? And then the Blessed Mother at Guadalupe, at La Salette, at Lourdes, at Fatima. I know these weren't all children. St. Juan Diego lived to be 74. St. Catherine Labore, she was not a little girl when she gained her eternal reward. But it's either the childlike or children themselves. And why is that? It's because they've managed as adults to hold on to their simplicity and humility, or it's because as children they're still humble. I mean, at La Salette, this is the Blessed Mother sitting outside a town in France with her head in her hands crying and explaining to children the sins their parents are committing in town that so offend Jesus it brings her to tears. When she comes to visit St. Bernadette in Lourdes, not only is St. Bernadette, who's I think a very smart young lady, but because of her asthma, was missing a lot of classes. She's still what we would define as a child, maybe mid-teens. I, I'm not sure I remember, but, but she was a child. And either way, she was so humble. And that's, that's it. It's the journey with the Blessed Mother is about humility. And I think it's a requisite. And I, and I, I think that because you cannot have true love, which is selfless love, without humility as a platform. It's as if she comes always to those who the world would say, well, why should we listen to them? And yet that is precisely who she has chosen to come to. You know, who am I that the Blessed Mother should intercede for me? And yet, as we recall every Tuesday, how often does she intercede for Mike Roberts and for Adam Wright and for, for each of you listening? Perpetually. Our Mother of Perpetual Help always praying for us. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing. Mike, thank you so much for being here with us today. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. Thanks, Adam.
Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and we will be back right after this. A prayer for the gift of wisdom. Great is the wisdom of the Lord. God Almighty, your wisdom includes an understanding of what is fair, what is logical, what is true, what is right, and what is lasting. It mirrors your pure intellect. I entreat you to grant me such wisdom that my labors may reflect your insight. Your wisdom expands in your creations, displaying complexity and multiplicity. Your wisdom is an eternity ahead of man. May your wisdom flourish forever. Amen. Here is our catechism question today as we get ready for Pentecost, beginning the Pentecost Novena today. How did the Holy Spirit come to them or appear to the those gathered in the upper room on the first Pentecost? Was it as a dove? No, no, you know this. It was as tongues of fire which parted and came to rest on each of them as we read in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, verse Three. Here's a little uh, thought for you. You know, sometimes I go back and forth. When I, do I say Holy Spirit? Do I say Holy Ghost? We've we've done both in our tradition, and uh, you know, the important thing to remember is whether you say Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, that we're talking about the third person of the Holy Trinity. And sometimes I I I've get lazy, you know, and especially when I was younger, thinking, well, the Holy Spirit's kind of like that spirit of fraternity or that spirit of love, that spirit of warmth that you can tell between, uh, all, feel between all of us. But it, it's not just a feeling because the Holy Spirit is not in it. The Holy Spirit is a person of the Trinity, a divine person. And so no matter how we address the Holy Spirit, let's not lose sight of that, that we're addressing a person of triune God. We're going to take another break for you here, get you the check of the weather and the daily dose of encouragement. Don't go anywhere. Vocation prayer for youth. O Holy Spirit, spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps. Strengthen their resolutions. Shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. We have spent the week talking about Father Emil Cape and here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. And Patty Schneier once again is with us to wrap up our conversations today. Well, we've gone through his whole life. So if you haven't uh, listened to some of these other uh, Daily Dose of Encouragements, I encourage you to go back and actually listen to them on the podcast form. Um, today we're going to talk about his death. A few weeks after the secret Easter service that he had in 1951, Father Capen became ill with pneumonia, and he also had a blood clot in his leg. For a week, he was in and out of consciousness, and in mid-May, the Chinese announced that he was going to be moved to the camp, quote, hospital. Now, the hospital was not a hospital. It was really called the death house, and it was just a place where the men were left to die. So when you were taken there, you were literally just left. That's it. You're done place to die. Now, his fellow POWs, when they heard that they were going to take him there, they put up a fight. But Father Capen stopped them, and he said these words, don't worry about me, he said. I'm going where I always wanted to go, and when I get there, I'll say a prayer for all of you. The soldiers, they demanded to carry their chaplain to the death house themselves. On the way, 
They were absolutely stunned because what did he do? Father Capon made them stop along the way so that he could ask forgiveness of the guards if he had done anything to harm them. And then the POWs watched Father Capon as he gave the guards his priestly blessing. A few days later, May 23rd, 1951, alone in the death house, and he was only 35 years old, Father Capon died. The story of Father Capon was the most mentioned memory of the surviving POWs of prison camp number five. Even after his death, the mere memory of his words and the sacrificial deeds were enough to keep the men going through their awful torture. One POW, Major Jerry Fink, a captured Marine pilot, took note of the effects that Father Capon had on the men, inspired by the memory of their chaplain, who were determined to look after one another. Jerry Fink a gifted artist, he offered to create a tribute and lasting memory of Father Capon. Although a Jewish man himself, Major Fink carved a four-foot crucifix out of cherry wood and scrub oak that he found in the camp. The crucifix, now on display at Capon High School in Wichita, became a daily reminder for the prisoners of Father Capon's sacrifices. And this is the part I loved. On the day of their release, nearly two and a half years after Father Capon had died, the prisoners carried the cross with them to freedom. I'm telling you, this makes me cry. In 2013, Father Capon was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor, the highest award given to a member of the military. And Capon is just one of five chaplains since the Civil War to receive this award, and all of them were Catholic priests. In July 2021, he was recognized by the government of South Korea in the Order of Military Merit with their highest military award. And in March of 2021, his remains were welcomed back home to the Cathedral of Wichita where the faithful can visit and pray at his grave. Okay, what inspired me most about this part of his life is that saintly love knows absolutely no boundaries. The command to love your enemy is possible. And when it becomes real, it inspires all peoples of all faiths. Can you imagine him asking the guards, the very guards, his enemy for forgiveness and then giving them his priestly blessing? They could see something supernatural in this man, so beautiful, so inspiring. They're moved by his love of enemy and it becomes real. So could we have the humility, the love, and the courage to ask for forgiveness of our enemy who has wronged us, who's tortured us, who's done acts of pure evil? Could we bless them as Christ commanded us to do? A simple farm boy from Kansas who studied at Kenrick Seminary, who became a priest and a military chaplain, shows us that it is possible in our day, in any circumstance, anywhere we find ourselves, to love our enemy. Father Capon, pray for us. You know, we're not too far away from the Memorial Day observance, and we will pray for the repose of the souls of many who gave their lives in service of our country. And Father Capon is one of them. And I want to thank you, Patty, for bringing his life to our attention this week. I am just so jazzed for Friday. I mean, I am 
ready to go. When Matt Mara was playing earlier on the show, I was playing the drums here at my desk. It's going to be a good day, friends. A really good day. You know, we're talking about this weekend being our liturgical celebration of the Ascension. And next week, we on Sunday, we have uh, Pentecost. And then after that, we have Trinity Sunday, speaking of persons of the Holy Trinity. And then after that, we have Corpus Christi. But we have some homework to do now, and I need your help. If you are having a Corpus Christi procession at your parish, can you send me an email? Can you email adam at ourcatholicradio.org? I want to start a list of these to be able to share. People ask us, do you know of any Corpus Christi processions? Where can we go? Well, right now, I don't. But you do. And can you let us know? Email me here at the studio, adam at ourcatholicradio.org, and I would love to put that list together. Now, again, yesterday was Ascension Thursday, and for many of us, we'll observe that liturgically on Sunday. But did you know our full interview with Father Wade yesterday is up on our YouTube channel at Our Catholic Radio? on YouTube. Just type in Covenant Network Catholic Radio, you'll find us. We're looking forward to adding a lot more to that channel over the next several months. But, you know, God's will be done first and foremost. Now, as we uh, as we go into the weekend, a couple prayer requests for you. There are, uh, like I said, the Pentecost Novena coming. We'll pray for us all to be infused with those gifts of the Holy Spirit we received at confirmation. Sometimes, do you ever get a gift and then later on you're going through a box of stuff in your house, you're like, oh, I remember when I got this gift. I love this gift. This was such a great gift. Every time we clean the basement, that happens to me. Let's not put the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we received at Pentecost on a shelf in the basement. Let's use them every day. So let's pray for that. Also, it's still the month of May, so let's pray that the Blessed Mother would lead us all to her son and that would we would heed the word she says to the servants in the gospel at the wedding of Cana. Do whatever he tells you. That's the call for you and I. Do whatever he tells you. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I'll be back with you Monday morning. In the meantime, if you're going to be at the St. Louis Marian Conference this weekend, please stop by our table. I would love to meet you. Plus, we have some goodies there for you as well. And most importantly, before we sign off here, the Blessed Mother wants me to remind you and to remind me that we all need to pray our rosary today.